Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane, the show where we take a closer look at Brisbane from Caxton Street to Logan Road to everything in between. We're going to talk about it and we're going to unpack it. With me, as always, even though it's the first episode, is Henry Bretz. Hello. I don't think you said your name, Joe Dwyer. No, to no. Be honest, that's, mate. A, that's a great podcasting pickup. <laughs> oh. I'm Joe Dwyer. Hey, yeah. mate. You know, listeners are out there, they're listening. Let's talk concept, baby. Very Let's true. talk concept, baby. Because people, you know, they've, they've ideally never heard this before. Let me say to you what uh, Littlefinger's character says <laughs> to the band in Bohemian Rhapsody. What makes this podcast any different from all the other podcasts that come around and try to get in your ears? And, and what we reply is, we're two guys with a microphone talking about something we're passionate about. Name one other podcast that has that. <laughs> Name one. Okay, so what we're going to do, every single week, we are going to take a, a suburb of Brisbane, a suburb of Brisbane City, and we're going to unpack it. We're going to take a closer look and really break down the minutiae, the customs that uh, are very particular to that mm. suburb, mm. the little ticks and crannies that really mm. make it what it is. Because I think, and, and we spoke about this the other day, Brisbane is something I feel so almost sadly passionate about if anyone says to me that they just want to... The, the kind of person, like your third-year uni student mm. who is just nearing the end of their degree and says, all I want to do is get out of Brisbane. All I oh. want to do is get to Melbourne. All I want to do is get to Sydney. I, like, actually fuck off. Oh, God, yeah. And if, you're, and if you're one of those people listening... Again, don't listen. There is another reason we're doing this. We want to explain why we're doing it. Because now you know what we're doing, but I'm sure you're asking, Why? If you've ever studied Year 5 English, you'll know that what is just one part of the question. And we've covered who? Henry and Joe. Henry and Joe. We've we covered well. where? Brisbane. Sort of <laughs> Brisbane. Pretty much the premise. But why? Why? Why, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Henry will. Okay. <laughs> we want to get some attention. Yes. Not just from anyone. We'd love your attention. And any, if you're listening like, to us, any thanks. Any attention is good. One specific man, and dare I say it, Brisbane icon. It's Andrew Lofthouse. Mm. Now, some of you might not know Obviously. who that is, hearing his name. I, I'd ask you to Google him because what will be staring back at you will be the face of Brisbane. Oh, he, is, he, for quite a number of many years, I think Joe's got the Wikipedia article, has been the anchor of Channel 9 News. He is a grey-haired, I'm going to say the word daddy, He's, oh, I'd say zaddy, even mm. though I kind of don't know what it means. I don't but know if either of us do. No, no, but Andrew Lofthouse is a daddy. He started working for ABC Radio, ABC Radio Brisbane at the end of 1993. So oh. I'm not a maths guy, but that's 60, 70 odd years. Yeah, that's that's nearing service. a century in, in, in Lofthouse years, which are like dog years. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because the service he gives to Brisbane is just incredible. Oh, well, he takes in so much news that every day is like a couple of years for him because he's like, oh, God, 9-11, when yeah. was that? Yesterday? And they're like, Lofty, mate. What are you <laughs> Lofty, Lofty, you're losing it. But what Lofty isn't losing is a spirit of Brisbane, and that's why we're doing this for him. So, Andrew? yeah, the idea, Andrew, if and when you listen, 
We'd love you to get in contact. Our goal is to get you on the show. We love Brisbane, and we'd love to have Brisbane Zaddy on the show with us, mm. the unofficial mayor of Brisbane. Of course, we are ch- chatting about Brisbane. This mm. whole podcast is going to be about Brisbane, so we thought first thing to do that would be appropriate would be to have a short history of Brisbane, just in case any international listeners are kind of... And, you know, I think we'll concede it's not the most mm. well-known city. No, no, it, it should be the most well-known, but it certainly isn't. And that's Paris. why we're doing this, to, yeah. you know, get it to get it to Paris, mm. Amsterdam levels. Yeah. Uh, you know, even New York. If we're going to aim high. <laughs> so... Careful. Yeah, so basically, short history of Brisbane. We'll just run you through. This is uh, this, and this is official. This was actually from a book about Brisbane that we've just kind of borrowed from. So uh, here we go. Founded in 1968 by Greg Brisbane, he named the city Brisbane after his late father's surname, which coincidentally was also his. That is very convenient. Greg Brisbane had significant financial capital on account of the fact that he invented the Blu-ray player. Mm. And it's for this reason that every year on the 29th of February, the anniversary of Greg Brisbane's bar mitzvah, Brisbaneites like to break bread and lob their most detested mm. VHS into the river. Great festival. Great right. festival. What did you lob in? I got rid of Beethoven, which was that movie about the quite chubby dog. Uh, I had a VHS of... Gone with the wind. <laughs> God, that must have been a fun childhood. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Did you throw in Casablanca as well? Nah, I kept that. Yeah, good. It's for next year. The Brisbane River itself is actually man-made, which is pretty rare for capital cities. It was made by rowers who grew very tired of rowing on the land. See, they mm. were in these big boats of six, eight, ten people, and they thought, oh, what a dog's breakfast it is rowing on land. Yeah. You know what would be good? Bit of water. A river, even. How good rivers for Brian? Rivers, great. So, yeah, they built it with their own sweat and blood. And it's sort of due to that that Brisbane is referred to by the world as the Atlantis of the land. Mm. It actually lives by the words of its city motto uh, in the original Latin, if you'll begrudge me. Non omnia possumus omnes, which uh, loosely translates in the English to, we can't all of us do everything. No. Uh, and it was given to us by our first mayor, Shane Webke, the intellectual powerhouse who brought the city to be what it is today. Mm, absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting tidbit that I found in the book, Joey. Mm. Um, Brisbane, interestingly, was originally the capital city of both Queensland and South Australia. Are you kidding? Yeah, but um, this in time revealed to be confusing, you know. People kept going to the wrong airport. Oh, yeah, and then you realise, oh, no, I'm uh, literally thousands of kilometres uh, away. Yeah. Uh, we laugh about it now. No, we laugh about yeah. it now. But, um, but yeah, no, look, the history of Brisbane's obviously extremely interesting. Um, it was a great book we read, mm. Brisbane Through the Brages. Yeah, great um, book by gra- the Veronicas. Yeah, uh, and uh, historians, as much as they are iconic uh, pop artists, and again, you know, pretty significant intellectually for the development of Brisbane. Oh, and history is told by the victors, mate. Yeah, and history is told by the Veronicas. <laughs> You see their book about Gallipoli? It just fucked over Peter Fitzsimons' Christmas sales. Also, the Veronica's book on Gallipoli, pro-Turkey. Oh, extremely They, like, didn't hide it. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't well-written. No, extremely well-written. And and what the book actually gives away is that Untouched was written about what they thought the Gallipoli Peninsula should have been. I was like, mate, just, like, le- like write some pop music that doesn't have an agenda oh, exactly for Exactly right, yeah. Ooh-la-la-la-la, ooh-la-la-la-la. That's a lyric from the Turkish National Anthem. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, That's the, the Veronicas were quoting. Oh. It's an intertextual reference by the Vs. <laughs> <laughs> History of Brisbane. So, Henry, I thought for episode one, we needed to pick a suburb to start with. And what best than Paddington? Inner city, heart of Brisbane, keeps it pumping, uh, starts with a P, 
uh, for pumping. Pumping, yeah. Pumping. No, I think I think Paddington, the reason we went with it, it's pretty well known. Yeah, it's inner city, but it probably does speak quite well to sort of why we're doing this. Of It has a very discernible identity. Very. It has a, ve- it has a thing, it knows what its thing is, and it does inspire a loyalty from Brisbaneites within and outside of Paddington. People love Paddington. People talk about Paddington. All the time. I do think part of it is, like, the cafe culture thing, the nice food scene is very important. But there's a vibe to Paddington yeah. that we want to talk about. And we will. Um, we think, before we do, mm. we're going to do a little bit of our, our segment, Wikipedia Wig Out. Wikipedia Wig Out. Wikipedia Wig Out, where we go to the Wikipedia page of these suburbs in Brisbane. I think it's also worth saying at the top, the Wikipedia page for Paddington oh is, like, quite... Detail. So I printed it out because I, I love paper. Um, and it's 17 pages long. By comparison, Kenmore is like a pretty big suburb, pretty populous. It's got one and a half pages on Wikipedia. Yeah, someone someone's put a fair bit of effort into this one, which is you know, admirable. Mm. Oh, very admirable. So, Henry, I think an immediately uh, interesting part about Paddington mm. uh, is that it wasn't part of Brisbane until 1925. So, genuine interesting part of Brisbane history, the town of Ithaca, uh, which comprised what is now, you know, Ashgrove, Red Hill, Barden, those inner western suburbs, Uh. the town of Ithaca was originally its own council with its own local governance uh, until Paddington. What's it called? Ithaca? Ithaca. So, like, medieval. It's very, I think it's quite ancient Greek. Ithaca. It sounds like a play you'd have to do in drama. We're doing Ithaca this week. I don't, uh, sir, I, I... I don't want to do Ithaca. Bring a pencil. We You're did. going to be no- making notes on your <sighs> script. We did Oedipus last week. We're going to do Odysseus next week. Now is not the time for Ithaca. We're doing Ithaca, mate. Ah, all right, sir. And also, like, bring a singlet. It's gonna, we're going to be doing a lot of physical work for Ithaca. I have read the play. It is a dialogue-driven Greek politics play called Ithaca. Why are we doing physical work? We're doing it in wheelchairs. <laughs> Why? Bad ableism, mate. All right, thanks, sir. I've got to go record a podcast. See you, mate. See you in SOS, which I also take. <laughs> oh, no way. Ha ha. Poor uh, school. And so, 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 Henry, wig me out about Paddington. Attractions. We've got mm. nightlife and entertainment. So, largely due to Paddington's proximity to the Brisbane CBD, tertiary institutions as mm. the such as the University of Queensland and Kelvin Grove at QT. Um. It's not That's that not close. To- <laughs> it's not that close to St. Lucia. Just to just to make this abundantly clear, this Wikipedia article has described Paddington's proximity to tertiary institutions such as UQ and St. Lucia as the reason for it having many young people. That that's that's a lie. I, I mean, I will say there are like a lot of students who live in the area. But I think you, if you go to UQ, you take the sacrifice of being far away to live in Paddington. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, you're not. Honestly, bizarre. I don't think that's like a chicken and egg situation. No. There are a number... Listen to this. There are a number of nightclubs on Given Terrace and Caxton Street, including the Paddo Tavern. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the Paddo Tavern, Mm. importantly, uh, plays host to the sit-down comedy club. Oh, okay. Which uh, everyone everyone sort of knows it. Yeah. They drive cars around, branded cars, which is good for them. That's very cool. Hey, it's good for the brand. No, that's really... And speaking of good for the brand, do you reckon we should get some branded cars? Hey, Joe. Yeah. Look in the garage, mate. There's a car there waiting for you. Oh, oh it. honk honk! Oh, oh the ca- oh, stop honking, car! <laughs> God damn! Oh, no, but do turn down the car because we're trying to record. Yeah, shut up! Sorry, that's just me yelling at the car. Yeah. Uh, so over the years, uh, the Paddo Tavern has hosted Arj Barker. 
Carl Barron, Hughesy, obviously a competitor. Oh, oh, it's like he's radio. Oh, it's like he's right here. Oh, good day, Hughes. Well, he's in the car. Hello, David. Eric Banner. Oh, I know. Always forget that he started in comedy. He because I mean I think he's very funny. He's funny. He's now Hugh Jackman's probably the Aussie who did the best job of I'm in serious roles, but also I'm you know a and I'm funny. Eric Banner was and the greatest showman. Oh, he's the greatest. Eric Banner was I'm not kidding. Like Chris Lilly in the nineties, that is bonkers. He did like ridiculous characters on sketch shows. It's like if we saw. Are you telling me that he was a bit of a buffoon? Uh, I'm telling you that he was a uh, a silly little chap. Was he silly? And I've got one word for you. He was a buffhead. Oh God! I said it. Eric Banner was a Brisbane buffhead. He's a buffy. Tell you what, I saw once at the sit down comedy club, mate. I saw this guy get up. Um, sort of white guy. Oh yeah, and he did a set. Oh, hang on, hang on, just one second. A white guy well, at we, the Brisbane sit down comedy guess club. What set was about? What he goes? This is I. I like, and you know, I hope you're sitting down, listeners. He goes. So my dad's got a nickname for me. It's disappointment. Oh my god! And that's when I said, Jerry Seinfeld, you're done. Oh my god! This guy in Raw is gonna take comedy <laughs> by the pawns and just. Eat the beef, baby. Um, what does take comedy by the pawns mean? Horns. Oh, like a bull. Like a bull, baby. Oh, okay. Now, I've just got Comedy's one more question. Comedy's a bull. Now, Chris Rock a, said that. For a guy this funny, mm. for a guy this clever, you know, upending comedy, now, there's no way that he'd have a girlfriend that broke up with him, right? Well, this is where I'm about to take your pants off, bro, and, <laughs> oh, and no. eat your shorts, idiot. Because oh, guess what? What? He did have a girlfriend he broke up with. <laughs> and guess what he said? No. She cheated on him. Oh, my God. Because he's... Because he's got anxiety. No! Oh, oh well, move over, Nanette. What in comes <laughs> regret. This special from a white guy in Brisbane. Paddington was one of the first, if not the first, not committing to anything, suburbs to be gentrified. Oh, okay. Ooh, the G word's here. Oh, the G word. It's not German. No, <laughs> it's not Goanna. <laughs> it's not... Go Daddy, it's which is not- what we say to Andrew Lofthouse. <laughs> it's not goo. <laughs> like well, the gooey, the gooey yeah, stuff like in the movie Flubber. Mm. Yeah. Was he a goo, was he? He, he was a goo. Is that I like a slur for yeah. Flubber? It's like, hey, Flubber, mate, no goos allowed in this bar. <laughs> hey, that's really unfair. Flubber didn't talk. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the movie. It was one of the VHSs I threw out into the Brisbane River. Flubber was on Channel 9. I'm going to say, huge call here, every day. <laughs> like, I reckon... It was on the news, and then Flubber. I've never watched Flubber without ads. So, gentrification. Gentrified. Um, it developed a coffee culture in the 1980s, right. um, which is still significant today. Uh, all right. <laughs> that is. That's, that is. That's right. How, how long is this document? This is 17 pages. And, and we're on page three. And for a suburb... Okay, that's insane. Uh, for a suburb that is pretty much just known for its coffee culture, to say it's still significant to this day... That no, is, that's the undersale of the century. Did, has this person ever fucking been to Paddington? Legit. Maybe Have they? Like, are they writing about, like, Paddington Bear? Yeah. Mm. Paddington Bear. Or my, my other favourite character in that movie, Paddington Twink. Yeah. This is this is something I wanted to raise with you. Yeah. On the topic of the restaurant. Rosalie. Ooh. Where do we stand on Rosalie? I am really glad you brought this up because I've actually done... I mean, this is one of the most criminally underprepared shows. I did some research into this. Mm. Um, and what I found is that... So, Rosalie and Torwood... 
uh, which I don't know immediately. Where? Um, it's somewhere it's as as we'll, as we'll <laughs> House Torwood calls from the north. There are men in Torwood who you would leave there to die. These are Torwood men, and you will let them there eating their own legs. The, <laughs> the White Walkers are coming. They don't care if you're Torwood. They don't care if you're Stark. <laughs> but no, so um, it's Rosalie, Torwood, and uh, Rainworth are all places that used to be suburbs, but have become part of Paddington over time. Paddington Ooh. has genuinely annexed them. Annexation. Yeah, which is a word you really only hear in one other historical context. Germany, baby. Germany, 1930s. Uh, 30s, 40s. 30, yeah. The 30s were big for Germany. Yeah, really good. Terrible. Well, the 30s was... <laughs> but great. Terrible. Oh, terrible. Terrible, terrible thing. Terrible, but great. Germany in the 30s also gave us all those movies where if you, like, wanted to make a movie that was set in 1932, you just have one character go, now that Hitler fellow, he's really speaking <laughs> to me. Yes. There's always a character to ground the story. Which is what I imagine in, like, 2050 to set the scene. Yeah. will be like, Donald Trump, he's <laughs> a reality <laughs> TV star. Like, legit. That Trump from The Apprentice. And everyone would be like, oh, it's a 2015 movie. Oh, I know when it's... So, Rosalie, this is a topic of contention. Yeah. What is it? Is it part of Paddington? So, it it is. So, technically, right now, the suburb is Paddington. Rosalie is just like something Brisbaneites say. And it's interesting, and, and you were saying to me earlier, because you think of Rosalie, I mean, as someone who was born in Brisbane, I think of Rosalie as a suburb. But to me, it's literally just the shop. It's sort of the weirdest mix between trash and upmarket, because yes. some of the restaurants are like very sort of trying to sell themselves as fancy. And you've got a Blue Room Cinema. Yeah. You've got some nicer... No, 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 no. You've got a Blue Room Cinnabar. Oh, yes. So oh, Cinnabar. Do you hey. want an Aperol Spritz? God, I would love a GNT as I'm watching Lady Bird. What's that? <laughs> it's on my armrest. Have you ever been to Blue Room Cinnabar and noticed that it's just so much smaller than you think it'll be? It also is like... I was like, oh, okay, we're going to a restaurant in a cinema. It, that's the premise. They've oh, obviously worked out some no. sort of. They've obviously worked out some sort of subtle system to get you <laughs> your foot. <laughs> nope, a guy just walks in front of the screen and looks around. and is like, chicken wings. <laughs> oh, there was some katsu curry chicken wings. Oh, sorry. And you're like, <laughs> excuse me, like friggin' Magneto is about to <laughs> do his his thing. Up Ma- there. Magneto is about to say to Charles, "I was through the Holocaust." Rosalie as well is just weird in that it's got... Why is there like six ice cream options? I know. There's there's like five gelatos. It's like delicioso, And then there's also cold rock. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, do I want frozen gummy bears? Or do I want something I can't pronounce that's going to make me shit for 10 years? Exactly. And frozen gummy bears never come out. What's with, this is what the other your, thing. I would always get Aussie vanilla with frozen m M&M. and Not frozen m M&M, mini M&Ms. I was going to say, you know, calm down. Um, I got really weird when I was younger... I used to get lemon sorbet with nerds. <laughs> um, and then did you order an ice cream, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to knock my friends from primary school, even though we did paint Lord of the Rings figurines and battle them. Oh. That's true. Did you put them in the ice cream? <laughs> oh, it's crunchy. No, I didn't want to kill my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cannibalism. Yeah, no, no. Eat orcs. Uh, I'll just have a oh. uh, pistachio ice cream with <laughs> with Aragon, please. Uh, to be fair, you've touched on something. The amount of times in primary school I would be eating a packet of nerds, and people would be like, "Oh, Joe, you're eating yourself," and I'm like, "I'll get that's ba- good. That's good. Gear. Yeah, yeah." But I'm like, "I'll get back at you on my podcast." <laughs> 
Yeah. They were like, what's that? That hasn't been invented. And and what I wish now is I'd said to the bullies, like, yeah, well, if you were cannibalizing yourself, I'd see you eating a cup of fat fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But obviously, they're gone. The median uh, uh, house price in Paddington is something like $1.2 million. Is it that? It is. Oh, it increased by literally... uh, 50% 50% between 2005 and 2010. Is that just because... But it's so full of students. Like, how are, how are the share houses paying this? Are they paying... Because I speak of, to people who live in share houses, houses at Paddington, but they're paying, sh- like, 180 Like, it's not cheap, but it's not no, 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 exorbitant. No. Um, part of it is Paddington has... This is another fun fact. Um, Some of the smallest blocks of lands out of any Brisbane Oh, suburb. yeah, so true. So that's the thing is is it's expensive. Yeah, actually, so like, You're true. living in a cottage. I have gone to, like, housewarmings. People being like, moved out of home, come to my housewarming. Yeah. Me and my 17 best mates <laughs> have all moved into a house at Paddington together. Come and get lit. And then you turn up and you're like, oh, this is a shoe. Yeah, like, legit. It is... Oh, and they're like, oh, do you want to put your beers in the kitchen? We're in it. And you're like, I thought this was the lounge room. It is. And then they're like, hey, do you want to go back to my room? And I'm like, what? And they're like, we're in it. Hope you're not too like set on the whole standing up thing because my <laughs> room is under the wood. Yeah. Uh, now, Henry, um, just before you know, we're, we're close to wrapping up the Wikipedia page. Apparently, Paddington used to have like an insane nightlife with like clubs literally called Cafe Neon, Viva, Club 76, Brisbane Underground. So you know how I was talking about Italian being the second most popular language Mm. spoken in Paddington? Yeah. Can you guess what Paddington's biggest club in the 1980s on Caxton Street was called? It'll be sillier than you think. Like, disco groove. Sillier, Italian population. It's not like Mamma Mia. Sillier. What, like... Pizza party? <laughs> it was called the Spaghetti Emporium. <laughs> Paddington's hottest club was the Spaghetti Emporium in the 80s. <laughs> it's in the article. Where, where's the... Oh, yeah, okay. It was... Oh, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. This... So, the Spaghetti Emporium restaurant and then the underground nightclub. That's where my parents met. No way. 100% they met at the underground. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. Your parents met at the, the Spaghetti, Spaghetti Emporium. Emporium. Oh, no. <laughs> this is shattered by... Oh, oh that is so funny. Some, yeah, this is true. It says Cafe Neon. Also, I was friends at school with the guy whose dad owns Cafe Neon. And he still owns those Oh, hexic. Good so that, And they yeah. always talked about like the big bad days of Cafe Neon. They oh. spoke about it as if it was like freaking oh, underbelly. Um, people used to occasionally die on Caxton Street. That's awesome, though. Oh, legit, it annoys me. There's nowhere in Brisbane where that is. Why are there not more deaths? I know. Just generally. I mean, there'll be more people dying laughing after listening to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my ribs. So, uh, yeah. That, okay. that is insane. Can we Your not parents move met past at the fact spaghetti that Emporium. my youth has been a lie that I thought my parents met at this cool, suave underground <laughs> club called the cool Underground. Which also, sorry, bit on the nose. Um, it's like calling you Bar Bar. Yeah, or Bar Bar. Like, yeah. bloody. Or Barbara. Or Bar. Okay. Different suburb. That's Different suburb. We'll not talk about today. that later. Not today. Um, that is that is, that is truly earth shattering. I'm gonna raise this with my parents oh, when I get yeah. home. This well, spi- I think all you need to say to them is, "Apple, there is, hey, you discovered that is you're not." How wild! Can you imagine learning on a podcast with your mate that your parents met at a place called the fucking Spaghetti Emporium? This is also why I'm glad we have this policy in the podcast of not showing each other the Wikipedia articles, like the bits that we want to highlight. Oh, oh, I'm glad you did. This that is you a, organically this is a found a live out. organic reaction. Yeah. 
Yeah, because my parents would always be like, we met at the underground. It was like the coolest club. That's cool. My parents met at the Ginderly Tavern, which, oh, is which was probably depressing. called like the meatball <laughs> apartment. It was or probably, probably called Pizza Party, yeah. which was your guess. Oh, yeah. Well, it was called the Ginderly Tavern, but it used to be <laughs> friggin' Bolognese Jamboree. <gasps> Unpacking Brisbane. Radio. So, coming off the Wikipedia article. That deranged mess. Well, it's going to look pretty clean after <laughs> what I'm about to pull out. What have you found? So I found an article from um, choosebrisbane.com. Can't say I've heard of it. No, me neither. Uh, so this is 33 things to do in Paddington. Mm. Now I'll start by saying initially, it's a pretty big number. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, sorry, I'm not going to say there aren't 33 things to do in Paddington. Well, there's 33 right things to do t- anywhere. <laughs> like, it's more that this is just like, like are we just going to get to like tennis, watching <laughs> TV, walking, chatting with your mates, beers. You could do, you could do those in Jerusalem. So it, it starts by being like Paddington is the place to be for boutique shopping, after work drinks. No, maybe it's not. You, maybe if you work in Paddington, like when when we had my birthday, we like had a drink at Paddington. I think at yours too. But not after work. God, this is annoying. Oh, what was your birthday? When did we have a drink at Paddington? Oh, it's literally just. <laughs> It was you, me, and Sam had one beer. Where I'm not Paddington? saying it was the best birthday ever. That was pretty fun. I love you, boys. Oh, it- oh yeah, 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 nice yeah, 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 yeah. At Remy's, Sale and Lane or Nah, we didn't go to Remy's. That was another day. Fuck, man. I don't remember your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about this. Anyway, uh, no, it was so, a great day. Um, after work drinks or a lazy weekend breakfast. That's accurate. That is. That is the most yeah. accurate thing this has said. Brunch like you mean it is not, <laughs> which is a bit fun. Also, oh. what does brunch like you mean it look like? I imagine it's just like really just like just putting your face hurt. up in a Bircher muesli. Just getting through your granola. Burgers, inventions, Remy's, obviously we know. Is no one around town for delicious burgers, salty fries. Again, Again all like fries have salt. Fries should be salty. It's like, oh, I've had this really great... And creamy milkshakes. Oh, uncomfortable phrasing. Look at this. The Milo... God, this was written by a creative writing student. <laughs> The Milo shake will take you back to simpler times. What, when there wasn't, like, good milkshakes available? <laughs> like, when you had to settle for a Milo? Like, look at what number 12 is. Number well, 12 me. is inject some colour into your life. <laughs> and then it's like, you can, you can buy brightly coloured materials, including beads, wood, and semi-precious gems. <laughs> now, they're not that precious. No, they're, not that, they're like, if you steal them, I mean, we can claim them on insurance. Yeah. They're not that precious. All right, Gollum, they're not that good. <laughs> Just chill out. Okay. Like, oh, this is actually a fun pun yeah. at 13. Yeah, I'm sorry, all puns are fun. Don't knock it till you try it. But okay. it's about Noki. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be about Noki. It's about Noki Noki Brothers, which is great. Mm. You often order it on Uber Eats. You Very ask for like often. seven sides of bread. Yeah. They do good bread. Now, they do good bread, but also I always order sides of bread because whatever reason, uh, my friends do not realise that your Noki doesn't come with bread. I've ordered it before. Yeah, but you get like a ridiculous amount. Yeah, but you've gone to me, no, I don't want bread. And then when it comes and you have no bread and I'm there with my, also one order is two slices. So I'm there with my 14 to 16 slices of bread. Look, who's the king of the castle and you're a dirty rascal, mate. You've just got a loaf at this yeah. point. You just have a loaf. Yeah. And also, the reason I don't order bread with my Noki is because I know you're going to have like 18 <laughs> slices of bread. I'll just have some of your bread. <laughs> oh, it's a bit you know, I once, I mean, talking of Noki, I once ordered... Ganochi at a restaurant and I was like older than I'll care to admit this was like I'll have the Ganochi please so I was with my grandma so you weren't like young age where you're just like oh I'll have the lasagna I was 
not young enough for it to be adorable yeah. and not old enough for it to obviously be like a bit of a joke with the waiter. Oh my I God. was at an age where it was clearly you know just what, a true You know what age gaff. I think that is? Go. 16. I reckon I was 17, but yeah, yeah pretty, yeah. yeah. I, I think in Because you're not making school. flirty jokes with waiters at, no, like, at no, 16, no. 17. Maybe if you were like first year, second year uni, I'd be like, okay, yeah, Ganocchi, righto. Yeah. Funny joke. Being funny. That's yeah. just pathetic and sad. Oh, it was cowardly. <laughs> it was it was weak. Yeah, I was a coward for that. Another one that yeah. they do mention, which I like, is Le Bon Choix. Oh, Le Bon Choix. It was a little bit fancy. So to take it to a little fancy right now. Classic and refined. Mm. Le Bon Choix is the little bit of France Paddington needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, needs. Needs. So the implication being, now the 32 other things, great. Start a band, make chili. What Paddington needed was a little bit of... It's actually fucked how long it took Paddington to become, like, to bring a bit of France in. Oh, I was reading this list and I was like, where's me, where's me French? And Mm. it's too little, too late. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was having frog's legs at Darling & Co. the other day and I was like, okay, so now they're all a bit French. Or now that it's in the media, you're trying to be French. Way too late. I could count on one hand the number of Eiffel Towers I've oh, seen God, in yeah. Paddington, mate. It's, it's, it's one. Yeah. It's a keychain I saw on someone's keys. Well, that is a great list of 33 things there, there, Henry. Thanks. Joe, and listeners, we've beat around the bush this entire podcast. Thanks for sticking with us when you were clearly here for one answer to the question we're all asking. Joe. Yeah. Does Paddington fuck? Does Paddington fuck? Okay, let's do it. Let's mm. dive in. Mate, does Paddington fuck? And this is something where I don't think we need to give any criteria or context. Here's my answer. Yes, by and large, it makes love. Oh, okay. You don't think Paddington fucks Paddington? Oh, I think love. Paddington has the capacity to fuck. I think Paddington fucks very rarely in the one week between relationships. Paddington's a relationship person. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and I do think Paddington learns sort of the ins and outs of each relationship. And I reckon if we looked into Paddington's past, there would be times where Paddington, like, fully fucked. I think Paddington had a, like, met a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yeah. Not Young. Giving, not giving genders to the suburbs. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm thinking like 15 yeah. and they were in a relationship for six years mm. and then broke up and it was so mutual. Oh, like, oh I think it was, you know, but it's like, everyone's like, oh, it was mutual, but you know, they got dubbed. I think Paddington is like still best friends with their ex. I reckon he still texts the ex when he's fucking. Oh, Slash she. Oh. This is not a gendered suburb. What do you mean by fucking? Like during? Mm. What the fuck, dude? Paddington, you think Paddington's like a cuck? I'd, no, no. Wait, no, you no. think if Paddington's having sex, they're texting their ex <laughs> from high school? Yeah, because they're best friends. You don't text. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you don't text me during sex, but <laughs> I wouldn't put it past well, we you. We also didn't date during high school. I mean, this nexus of. Anyway, I do think Paddington predominantly makes love, but you picked up on something good there. At age 21. Whether or not they texted the Paddington's ex. quite attractive. Yeah. Oh. But, in like a, but not in an obvious way. In like in like oh, yeah. a bit of a, I was about to say like a Wes Anderson way, but that's not quite right. Paddington has like got a like it's not Paddington's got a it's got a clean vibe. Paddington would wear like button up 
short sleeve cotton shirts all the way to the top. Yeah. Like the top button done up. Oh, but it was like, b- b- pull it off. You, pull it you're off. not looking and, at and, me and like, no, oh I'm going to put this out there. There's, there's corduroy pants mm. in the wardrobe, 100%, but they're often taken off when making love and or fucking. Rarely does Paddington wear pants during sex. When it does, watch out, Brisbane. Oh, and I've said that for years. Now, this is what I think. Mm. I think Paddington is a very, is the kind of person Mm. Meets when they're single, which is rare, because I think Paddington is a bit of a because of the breakfast culture. Usually, it's couples going out for breakfast. Cafe culture. I think Paddington's often a relationship. Paddington, in that rare time when it's single, in the Caxton Street era of its life, when they're meeting at the Spaghetti Emporium, (laughs) takes someone home. Yeah, and they don't have sex that night. This no is what I way. think. They don't have they sex. They got erectile dysfunction. No, 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 no. It's not intentional. It's, it's just like a because that's mental. Well, they're just tired. It's mental. It's mental. It's mental. And they're just like, oh, I just want to like cuddle. Oh, watch some TV. But then they Paddington fucks in the morning, <gasps> mate. Paddington fucks. I can Paddington in the morning. morning. I can Paddington's a, a day tripper. Yeah. And then like it's like a pre-breakfast snack. Well, I was gonna say, uh, regardless of whether Paddington fucks or makes love. Uh, Paddington's going out for breakfast the next morning anyway. Always. I'm torn. I think maybe Paddington, even if it's a one-night stand, makes love. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think that could be the case. It's got just enough edge for me. If you're going to the Caxton, if you're going to Lefties... See, that's not the Paddington I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Cafe Paddington. I'm thinking Remy's. I'm thinking High High Ramen. I don't know if Remy's fucks. I reckon Remy's fucks. With those deals? (laughs) With those two for one, with those deals. Yeah, Have you ever seen how they've got a hip hop DJ? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, anyway, it's weird he, that two part well, came back do, to life. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. He barely, you know, kisses. Not to target that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sure that lovely. You're the hip hop DJ. If Remy's listening to this, know that we don't think you hold hands. And do you know Andrew Lofthouse? <laughs> We'd love to meet him. So, okay, yeah, I think Paddington. Yeah. He's more of a relationship person. Okay. I think when they have a one-night stand, they still feel like they have feelings. And I said, it's not Suncorp Stadium. It's not Lang Park. It's my home. Now, Henry, we've come to a great part of the show, the end of the show, where we bring on someone to interview them. And I actually haven't told you who the guest we've secured is today. But you know how we were talking earlier about that little burger place called Remy's? Very popular burger spot, not just in Paddington, in Brisbane. And, and I'm going to be honest, not the only burger spot in Paddington. Have you noticed that? All the rage in Paddington now is burgers and beers. Oh, but not just Paddington to take it wider. Like, you can't walk past a food truck that isn't Mr. Burger. And they've all got these very, like, smug kind of slogans that are, (laughs) like, very minimalism. There's a lot of, like, Mr. Burger. It's just good burgers. (laughs) There's a lot of, it's just. They're very, like, they're very, like, you should know this. Like, I walked past a place that I think it was called, like, Yum Burgers. It's just yum. It's just a burger. I'm like, yeah. I don't mind the world where they sell it a bit more. And there's slog- the slogans are like, healthy burgers. It's not that hard. <laughs> You're like, fuck I, off. I saw an advertisement. <laughs> I saw an advertisement for a clothes brand that I actually have uh, shopped at. It's called Mr. Simple. And their slogan is, not basic, simply better. And I'm like, that is literally a burger slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> They're fresh. Easy. <laughs> like, good patties. Good beers. No dramas. Yeah. <laughs> They're so big. It really does sound it's like... It's almost like... It'd be like... It'd be one where it was like a very like... It would be like a garden bar and it'd be like, great friends. Fine burgers. Burgers? Question mark? Yeah. 
Uh, and, you know, speaking of burgers, Henry, so as I was saying, right now at the studio door, I've got the man who is responsible for a lot of the burger domination in Brisbane. Hello! Oh, he's knocking now. Hello! Henry, I don't know his last name, but I'd like you to meet Remy, the owner of Remy's. And mate, there you going? It's me, Remy. <laughs> hello, hello, Remy. I'm here to make, I talk about my burgers, I'm here to just enjoy myself. Oh, that's very exciting, Remy. Now, our co-host, Henry, will come back soon enough, I'm sure. But just while it's you and me, uh, Remy, I'd just like you to ask, what's your approach to making burgers philosophically? What I do is I take a, I take the burger and I tell a story. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm feeling really good, I suck on my good burger. I make good burger. If I'm feeling really bad... Probably still going to make good burger. You can't make bad burgers. Customers don't like that. That's years of research. You don't, you don't know that coming to business. But here's what I do. If I'm, if I'm feeling real good one day, I wake up, I look at the patty, I just give it a little rub on the tummy, on my tummy. I was about to say, Remy, where's the tummy of the burger? That's, no, that's my tummy. I rub the patty <laughs> up my tummy a little. I just go, hi, burger. Hi, little burgie. Oh, so do little, you, little Robbie. So just to pick you up on that, do you think of yourself as a burger, Remy? I don't think of myself so much as a burger as I am like kind of the the idea of a burger. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that makes sense to you. It doesn't make sense to me. No, no. Look, it makes a lot of sense to me. And obviously, we're a trained journalists here, so we're used to dealing with the weirds. Now, Remy, you, you'd say you're a fairly popular, well liked burger joint, wouldn't you? Well, we're 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 probably the best. Oh, okay. But probably the best. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of me, Subway, <laughs> and and that's probably the two best burger places. Right, right. You're not going to give any love to your brothers at McDonald's. No, Subway, Subway and Remy's best burgers best in the burgers in the world, maybe, baby. Well, you know, we're not a paid promotion for Remy's, so I'm not going to let you stick to that. Now, Remy. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, bud. We've got a pretty serious line of questioning for you. We've 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 pulled some reviews from Zomato, from TripAdvisor, and, oh. and yeah, you guessed it, from Yelp. <laughs> Yelp. Yeah, it was weird that it, it yelps at you while you do it. It goes, "Hey, can I have a review?" Oh, no, sorry, I'm sorry, you're doing the character here. <laughs> can we not have the Yelp impression ruining my normal voice? <laughs> this is brilliant interview with. Remy, who we still don't I know. I feel about. like I've built this three-dimensional character <laughs> and you're just trying to bring this whole Yelp guy in. <laughs> no. Um, so, by the way, just to clear up on something, is Remy your first or last name? Both. <laughs> I'm Remy Remy. So, Remy Remy. <laughs> Remy Remy, you look so good. Remy Remy, your burgers are good. Remy Remy, let's go out tonight for burgers. Hey, Remy. <laughs> Can I have some chips? That's so, the anthem, yeah, I mean, baby. Uh, David died, so I don't know about that. He was a friend, baby. Love a burger. <laughs> he did love a burger. But I mean, so we pulled some negative reviews from Zomato and TripAdvisor. Oh, what the fuck? I just, I just like you to grapple. This is the witness statements of people who've had a bad experience. Oh. I refer to seven months ago the statement of Spice Dad. Oh, is this Zomato? This is Zomato. So this is Spice Dad on B- Zomato. He says excellent burger and chips at. Fair prices. Oh, thanks. Really want to give this a higher score. Oh, oh no. But there are no high chairs for little kids. Oh, that's because we we don't like kids. You don't think of the kids? Remy, Listen, Remy? You know what? Can I tell you something, Joey? Yeah. One time I'm sitting in my restaurant. I'm making a burger. A little kid comes up to me. 
He says he 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 slapped me on on <laughs> he slapped my knee and he said your burgers nah and I was like and it turned out it actually wasn't a kid no way and it was actually Peter Dinklage he was in town promoting Elf which he had a comparatively so in, so he had a comp- in 2005 <laughs> he had a comparatively small role in Elf so it was un- it's like it was surprising and, that he went it's on like the Uber and Martel <laughs> promoting season eight. I gotta admit, it was weird that Peter Dinklage went on the whole tour internationally for Elf. I mean, Will Ferrell went to Fritzenberger, didn't he? Will Ferrell took Fritzenberger. Peter Dinklage <laughs> came to Remy's. He slapped my knee, and I said, "You know what? No little people are allowed in Remy's." And unfortunately, that does mean kids as well. So, and it's it's our policy, baby. So that's why I have no high chairs okay. for Peter Dinklage and the babies. Well, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's roll right past the ableism. For a second, thanks, Remy. It's not ableism if it's tasty, uh, baby. I can think of many delicious examples of ableism, but don't justify it. Eating a wheelchair, for one. Reduce oh, yeah. the supply for the injured. If the wheelchair's made a burger, baby. <laughs> Which I think is coming out in uh, the spring. But another review from Zomato. Oh, God, how many you got? They give you two for service, two for ambiance. Two out of two, yeah, baby. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, But now, Remy, <laughs> what I'd really like to draw your attention to here is, again, not enough tables, not enough high chairs, but... What the hell are these high chairs? What are they, babies reviewing this thing? Why are they so fucking obsessed with the high chair? Hey, hey, listen here. In a comment, a woman named Paula Mook... Okay. No further explanation. ...defends you, saying, restaurants can't just magically get more tables. Now, we heard otherwise from our friends over at the Ministry of Magic... <laughs> That Remy's can get more tables. Seems like a random reference. (laughs) It's pretty tightly related to this burger theme we've developed. Alright. So can restaurants get more tables? Listen, you know why I don't buy more tables? Do you know who makes tables? Mm. Steve Jobs. No way. He's dead, baby. Ghost tables. He yeah, well he he said he make Apple table. So I was this is the thing, not many people know this. Me I said I want to get more tables. There's not enough tables. I, I respect the comment on Zamata. I respect it. I want to get more tables made. I reach out to Steve Jobs. It seemed like the logical bloke to reach out to. This is way back. And he goes, You know what he said to me? We're gonna make Apple table. So I'm sitting there. The surface of the table is an iPad. Yeah? So you can eat a burger and and play Fruit Ninja at the same time. It was gonna be Revolutionary Restaurant. What happened? Steve Jobs murdered. Not many people know that. Who who murdered him, Remy? Subway, baby. (laughs) They wanted to steal my burger recipe because they were annoyed that everyone kept calling them sandwiches. And they're technically burgers, aren't they? They're burgers, baby. They killed Steve Jobs. That's why there's no more tables. I'll never never disrespect his memory by getting a table that doesn't have iPad on top. Now, Remy. (laughs) You been to Sushi Edo? (laughs) Brooke. On TripAdvisor oh. says worst coffee I've had in Paddington. Oh. Very rude service. Brought one coffee out in a takeaway and one. And here's what really gets me, Rem Dog. Oh, no. One was burnt to a bitter crisp. Let me t- let me tell you something, Joe. Tell me something about the leaning, crisp. Leaning real close to your microphone, my guy. Okay, I'm leaning in real let close. Let me tell you something about that, oh, man. Yeah. What is it? I grow those beans, baby. No. You don't know nothing about coffee, baby. No. You know those beans? Yeah, I know those beans. I make those beans. You make those beans. I'm making them beans. And you know what I do? You just say bean for me again. Like bean. Bean. You're saying, are you making fun of the way I say bean? I'm not making fun of anything, Remy. I'm just talking about beans. I feel like you're making bean. No, mate, I'm just talking about beans. I feel like you're now making fun of the way that I say bean. No, mate, I'm just talking about beans. Even when I grow... No, I don't... 
let me say something. I don't say any words weird, but when I grow coffee, beans. <laughs> no, Remy, I think that's a perfectly understandable thing. I've just got a question to ask about beans. You know, when there's an experience that I've I've covered at my restaurant, I'll say bean there. Done that. Because I'm bean. There already. I'll well, go my favourite comedy you know actor what, is God? a guy called Rowan Atkinson who plays Mr. <laughs> Bean. I love me. Hey, I let me tell you something about Mr. Bean. Yeah, talk to me about Mr. Bean. You know, Bean. Mr. Bean. Bean. He hit Mr. Bean's holiday. Yeah. It was two. I made all the coffees on the set of that movie. <laughs> and how many of them were burnt to a bit of crisp? Hey, you know what you can't burn? Friendship? Nah. No, mate. Mate, mate, ship, it's a similar thing in the middle. I, just, I was so annoyed I got, you stole my answer. I got, I got kind of close. Your opinion. Now, Remy, there's just a few more reviews I'd like to bring your attention. I've got to go soon, baby. Okay, well, I've got to talk to my friend Henry about being here for interviews. This is just fucking It's annoying that you had to, he's a pretty bad partner you had to take this by yourself, baby. <sighs> yeah, he forgot my birthday. We forgot the memory. He remembers it. I get a card every year. Oh, baby, that's okay. Every 24 maybe, years. Maybe, friends. maybe for my ber- your birthday, we can, we can go see well, Shark. Maybe we can. We can go see sharks in the water. And maybe we can give them some beans. Hey, beans. We're going to give them a bean. Not enough, Remy. Bling. Not enough. Meh is the headline. Meh from Mr. Benson W. Or Mr. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> he says he paid $45 for two OJs. I assume <laughs> the drink. That, that can't be true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, no, I'm not finished. Oh, God. <laughs> Ram, I paid $44 for two OJs and two bits. We get no further explanation as to what that is. But he says it's way overpriced for a very small meal on a burger. No bigger than a McDonald's burger. He's drawn a direct comparison, you and McDonald's. Mr. Benson, TripAdvisor, how do you respond? You know, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. When I I, I started making burgers, people said to me, they've got to be bigger. You gotta make it the bigger. Okay. You gotta make these big burgers. You know, you gotta make big. Oh, I've heard about big burgers, Remy. You know about big burgers, oh, and I said, and I said, why would you make a big burger? Because that uh, did so much, so much room in the car. So when people get when people get pickup burgers, they don't have big cars. Not every not everybody driving around in Ute. Not everybody. No, that's very true. Not everybody driving around in. Not everyone driving. A sedan. Not everyone's driving down at a Volvo XC90. Now, Remy, one last thing before we let you go, and I somehow find my fucking useless co-host. Rob's Eats on TripAdvisor has given you oh, one that's star. That's my dad. No way. That's my dad. This is Rob Remy. That's, that's he must have hated you because to call your child Remy Remy with the last name Remy. He hated me. At the height of Rebel Rebels. Fight. He hated me because of the prophecy that oh, no, I was going to make better burgers than him one day. Oh, no. Yeah. And who gave the prophecy? That, that, was, a, that was a subway. <laughs> I heard it was Shane Webke. <laughs> um, Webber. It was Andrew. It was Andrew Lofthouse. You have to find oh, him. I will, I will find Lofty. find him. Um, apparently, this person ordered scrambled eggs and bacon... Paid $35. Had to wait 25 minutes for a watery yellow slop puddle on a plate. Oh, yeah. With a piece of bacon that was 5 centimetres by 1.5 centimetres by 0.5 centimetres thick for an extra $3. And so, Remy, I've got to ask you, just how <laughs> you have to be to go to a cafe with a ruler to measure the size of your bacon, including depth. I get length and width. You can eyeball it. This guy measured depth. I saved this one. <laughs> I, really, I mean, uh, all I gotta say is that just like, if you're measuring bacon, then your money for the taking.
Wow. And that's the Remy promise. And that is the, re- that that's, the thing about the seven- monster. That and the thing about the monster. I got a lot of Remy promises. But what you did promise us was a good interview, and we've enjoyed all of it. Hey, thanks for having me, Joy. Uh, Come no, back in this any, any, any uh, time when we're talking about Paddington again, really fucking unlike. Damn, I gotta go see my speech pathologist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, oh, oh, God, did I, oh, where, Henry, where, where did Remy go? Henry Brian Bretz. Hello. How did you miss Remy Remy? The man weighs 400 kilos. I was waiting. I was meeting up with Brian. Oh. I was asking if I could borrow his middle name. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I was going to say your middle name's Joseph. Random. Same one. Prophecy. Doubt it. What was Remy like? Um, Good. Smelled. S- he seemed like a weird guy. <laughs> really weird. Smelled so much. He didn't sound like he could settle on a voice. <laughs> no, no, that was the thing. Uh, that's why he's seeing a speech pathologist. He smells like how learning to ride a ripstick felt. <laughs> um, which is almost... Uh, by which I mean he smells like a bacon cheeseburger. That's been like a bit off. Um, but no, we had a pretty enlightening conversation and uh, yeah, so thanks for being here, mate. Love to help on an interview next Yeah, time, I'll do the next you? one. All right, you'll do the next Have one. Have do the next one. Yeah, when I think of a character. It's about suburbs, is it? Yep. <laughs> and as I've always said, Brisbane is the Atlantis of the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, all right. Well, we I think we've covered Paddock. Sorry, I was just swallowing <laughs> the dregs of my Corona Ligera. Corona Ligera. Not, we're not sponsored corona. by Corona Ligera. No, sorry, mate. We just had one. They're point nine. They are a weak beer, but what isn't weak is Paddington. We hope we've spoken to you enough about it. We hope you've got a better understanding of Paddington, whether you've never heard it or whether you live there right on Latrobe Terrace. Or Given Terrace. Or Given Terrace, which we've spoken probably a bit too much about because they're just streets. That's a given, and that's a Latrobe. Uh, So we'll do another suburb next time. We'll do another suburb next time. We're undecided. Uh, This is Unpacking Brisbane. We hope to see you soon to unpack with you. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Unpacking Brisbane, brought to you by... Oh, no one yet.